Hello, dear viewers. We are continuing a series of our roundtables, which are held after the conference, Global Crisis, Time for the Truth. The conference took place on December 4th, and this unprecedented event was organized by volunteers from 180 countries. People have uncovered all the problems with which are related to the climate, to the ecology, what is happening with the, with the planet. And conference was simultaneously interpreted into more than 100 languages. And we are really happy to continue these roundtables and discuss all the various topics that were uncovered in the conference. My co-host today is Marina. Marina, could you please tell us who are our guests and today and more about the roundtable that will be occurring today? Of course, Robert. Thank you so much for giving us a brief introduction of the conference that happened on December 4th. If you still didn't get a chance to, to watch it, please do it, because the information that was presented is just unbelievable, and we all need to know. And people who participated in a, in a preparation of this conference are really true heroes, because they are the ones who selflessly devoted their time, the part of their life, to bring this information to all people around the world. Around the world. And today, our international online discussion with our respected speaker, we will continue to raise those topics that were presented on December 4th. And I'm honored to introduce you to our speakers. Uh, please welcome Ejbeta Dudik Nitsevichovna. Welcome. We're happy to have you here with us. And our second speaker is Max Talon, entrepreneur from United States. Dear speakers, we are very, very happy to have this opportunity to continue this conversation that we started on December 4th. Dear viewers, let's now watch a short video about the actualization and we can then discuss the topics and tell a little bit more details about the conference to our viewers. The world must wake up. Climate summit in Glasgow. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The climate crisis is not our fight alone. It's a global fight. We see the warning signs in every continent and region. It is the biggest problem humanity has faced ever. Yeah, the, the car is heating up. It's going to explode. Oh, Jesus. 
God, help us. It's a terrifying moment. A mother is trapped in her car with her four kids while huge chunks of hail tumble down on them. She does her best to calm them down. Oh, you're okay. It's okay. Go, go. Here go. Pull over. Just pull over, Jordy's. People feel that their workplace is changing before their eyes. The tragedy is, this is not a movie. And the clock is ticking to the furious rhythm. It is a global challenge. We need to act. We feel the urgency. The longer we fail to act, the worse it gets and the higher the price when we are eventually forced by catastrophe to act. This is the last chance. We hear so many right words. But have those words saved us from climate change? Have those words prevented destruction of the environment? Our world is rapidly collapsing. What will be next? Are we able to change anything? This question has driven each of us to take action. Right now, with this live broadcast, a historic event is taking place. The International Online Conference. Global Crisis, Time for the Truth. A hundred languages of simultaneous interpreting. Organized by volunteers from 180 countries. On the platform of the international project, Creative Society. This conference will change the future. Everyone watches it. Dear viewers, the information that you have just seen in the video uh, is just a small piece what have been discussed in the conference. And in the conference, there was discussed not only these horrific videos and situation that is occurring on the planet, but also the solutions. And we would like to ask our viewers, uh, what are their feelings and perceptions of the conference that was happening on December 4th? What understanding they got from it? Alžbieta, uh, what are your personal feelings as a viewer, what did you actually saw when you watched the conference? I have seen this, which was shown in excerpts now. There were more movies like that. And this is proof that we do live in a special time when time, where time moves against us. And someone said it right, that if we hesitate to change things, we may not make it on time. I also know that the world needs to change, but I can only start with myself. If everyone thinks this way, the situation will really change for the better. 
because I believe I have no other choice. If more people take this path of self-development, at least uh, spiritually, then there will be hope for averting this cataclysms that lead to a tragic end. And also, I don't know when it was, but at least two years ago, in winter, I heard something on the internet that I paid attention to, and it turned out to be a report from a war of some vigorous global clashes. It was a global war, and I really watched it with fear, this presentation. Someone was telling a story, but it turned out that there was, shall we say, a mood to which I can relate. It was a battle between good and evil, positive energy and negative energy. And it turned out that just two years ago, there had already been such a fundamental clash, a war. And, and the negative forces had lost. This tells me, and it also explains to me, that there is now, for example, such an international movement, a worldwide movement that is called the Creative Society. But there are other events that also tell us that we have to take things into our own hands. And for example, there is information that needs to be spread. Like information that conf uh, confirms you reap what you sow. Nothing will spread by itself. And we have to do it. What a person on earth has initiated in a negative way or purpose, they it to be a good way, but these things have negative consequences, like the invention of dynamite, like a Polish scientist who invented radar and so on. And then it turned out that it was also used to produce some very dangerous weapons. So there are all such with the consequences of technical development, consequences that not necessarily be due to some people using it in the wrong way. And I can't help but think that it's all about the lust for money. It's very difficult even at this time of pandemic. It's not hard to see that some of the events that torment us and some of the regulations are also dictated by someone making money from it without thinking that it has very short legs, that these are not promising forms of making money. But it's hard. What happens is that people are short-sighted, and the consequences of that are shown at the conference. Uh, such are the consequences of this global lust for money. Maybe I can't express it in a scientific way, but here's how I see it. And I feel it until money is tamed. Na tej konferencji. To są, to są efekty tego, tego globalnego. Yeah, this, these are the consequences of this global lust for money. Maybe I can't express in a such scientific way, but here's how I see it and feel until money is tamed, until there's some re revolution in the world of finance. 
We can't deal with everything going on here. These are my observations on the subject. Thank you so much, Elisabetta. Thank you so much to pointing once again that Creative Society is the very, very, very big achievement, the one of the biggest victory of our humanity right now. And also, it is very important to understand that without people, without your support, support of regular people, this project will not get a momentum. Because right now, it's like really, really a good time to spread information about this project and spread it as fast as we only can, because every minute, every second is the that second cost in a human lives. And definitely the biggest difference of a creative society between creative society and the current format, as you pointed again. So in a consumer format, profit and money play a very, very important role. But in a creative society, human life will stay first. And this is the very big difference. That's why the creative society, that's the only way for our civilization is to survive. Survive and together find the right technology that we really need to stop that climatic change. Thank you so much for pointing this out. And um, I know, Max, you are active participant of Creative Society Project. And I would like to ask you the question, what motivates you to participate? What helped you to work so hard on this conference? Hello, everyone. Um, well, what motivates me? Well, just the situation outside when, when, when you look around and see what's happening, it just, you know, doesn't feel right, doesn't seem right. And knowing that there are solutions, it's, you know, how can you not do that? And so as far as watching the conference, you know, I, I can say this, you know, I've been participating and preparing the material, so I'm familiar with the many subjects and all the issues. However, when you see it all together in one conference, it just blows your mind. I mean, when so much information is put together and it's just the scale of it is unthinkable, like when you watch it all. And, and so I had two different experiences of watching the conference. I, First was during the broadcast, and then I watched it again uh, over the last few days. I rewatched it, and so the first time I was also doing tech support for our speaker here in California. So I was kind of distracted here and there, and I would just come and watch, you know, the interesting parts. And so what really struck me were the visuals and the videos where they really uh, put a visual behind the data, and you know. The people who prepared the videos are just, I mean, pure genius. I mean, it's really easy to understand what the cyclicity is and uh, what is happening. And, and I can also kind of digress a little. There was a period uh, in my life some years ago in the early 2000s when I was just really studying a lot of mysticism, a lot of history, and, uh, and I, I really... New, like got to know about the cyclicity. So for sure, in all the mythologies and all the histories, there are tales of the, the cycle, 12,000 year cycle. And back then, I, I mean, I studied a lot. I, I really knew the data. And then, you know, I didn't know where to go with that. It seemed a little abstract. And I, you know, moved on with life. And then when I discovered the Project Creative Society a couple of years ago, and I started to study the materials, and like it just dawned on me, oh my God, with all my background in the topic, I knew it was true, but now it's like, oh, it's not an abstract thing in the future. It's like it's happening right now. We're living in this time. And these are the, you know, the times when things are changing on the planet. And there's clear record, archaeological record, and other proofs that uh, the cycle is there. And, and this happened before. And really the urgency is just 
is is immense. I mean, we really need to do something about it. And climate is changing, and I have first had experience with that. You know, living here in Los Angeles in a big urban city, you know, many of the things that you see, uh, it's out there somewhere. However, even with that, in the last three years living here in Los Angeles, we had three evacuation alerts for fires. Uh, there was one time the evacuation line was right across the street from my house and people were evacuated and we had these tremendous fires. And I have family living up in Northern California. This past summer, they were evacuated for 10 days. Uh, they had to leave their home because of the fires in the area. And people just don't understand what's happening. I have uh, this other family up in up in Northern California. They have they have a boating business at the lake where they rent boats out. And uh, two summers ago, the whole thing just burned burned down. Uh, the whole business, everything around it. And when you know they rebuild, but also the lake that they have now, it's like half the water in it. They think it's just you know a bad summer or something. But there are this you know, more fundamental uh, issues happening around the world where, you know, lakes are dry and seas are dry and it's the evidence is all over the place. And, uh, and, and, and now that we have this platform, Creative Society, it's, it's really our way forward because, well, everything about it, you know, the, the more you learn, it, it just feels so right deep inside, deep inside your soul, you know, that this is how we want to live. Everyone wants to live like that, you know, in peace and respect of each other. And and, and we can do it today, you know, we, 50 years ago, we couldn't do it, but today we can do it. The technology allows for us to unite, to talk directly, to bring all the resources together. And we do have this unique chance to, to, to change this way of living that we have and live much better and not to mention survive. Because if we don't do it, we do not survive. How can we not do something about it? Thanks, Max. I totally agree with you because also when we talk with people, usually they go like, Oh, but yeah, I'm living here and uh, what am I supposed to do? How can I, what should I do? How should I help? So it's many times people are kind of like, oh, this is my house. It's locked. Everything is safe and everything is okay in it. And uh, that is happening somewhere at a distance place in some other country. Okay, well, let's help them somehow. Let's send some blankets or something there. But it's not about sending something in there, but people should also act and max or what is your idea how they if they ask you well how can we help then what will you tell them well there are many things that people can do in their different professional capacity but i think what absolutely everyone can easily do is to share this information really to let people know that uh, there is indeed a problem. It's not just, you know, coincidences that these things happening and that they're not going away. So sharing information, letting everyone know to educate themselves and to educate others around them. And, and more importantly, tell them that there is a solution because yes, I hear that, you know, in fact, a lot, I hear that, you know, people like, well, you know, everything's just, you know, it's so bad, what can we do? And, you know, but we can do something. We can build a creative society. And so sharing that information, letting people know that there is a way out. There is a way out for all of us. And uh, so let everyone know, share on your social media, you know, go through your phone book, like get your phone, go through everyone. Like, does this person know about the solution? Does this person know? And you just like call somebody every day. It's things like that. Um, but I mean that, that's the main thing that everyone can do Thank you so much Max yes absolutely you're right the creative society is the only one 
way out. It's not even the choice. Like either we right now build a creative society all together. I emphasize all people should take action in this process or we will facing the big tragedy that coming very, very soon. And uh, we simply will not have enough blankets to cover all the problem and to help all the people who suffer from disaster again. So we need to work with the real causes of this tragedy, of this uh, process that happening right now on our planet. And again, uh, we need to act, right? And in order to act, we need to understand why we should do that and how to do that. And you give a really good example, the, the very, very simple way how we can spread this information. But in order to start, we need to realize our personal responsibility, responsibility about the future of our civilization, the future for our kids and grandchildren. And that's why I would like to ask um, Elzebeta, could you please share with us, how do you think, what, help, what will help people to realize their responsibility and to start to act and spreading the information about climate, the truthful information, and of course the information about creative society. Uh, well, I do the following. If I come across an interesting way that can prevent and restore what's already accumulated in large amounts, I post all this kind of information related to the state of the earth on my Facebook account. And I also talk to people, but I think that this kind of information posted on the internet can, of course, be spammed and not always listened to, but it's always something. But I also see that there's light at the end of the tunnel, information that I would call optimistic, that truth is beginning to break through, truth about the world, truth about the role of humans and what is going on. In general, who the human beings are, and this truth, this truth is beginning to come true. It is the truth that is reaching us. And fortunately, uh, if all people realized the fact that you reap what you sow, there would be no need for courts or prisons, because if people understood that whatever they do for their own benefit and the detriment of another person of the earth or all living things, they must atone. Yes, and if they do penance in this life and more often not in great agony, they make up for evil deeds in the next incarnation. There is no other way. I have to say that uh, for me, reincarnation is reality. I, I believed for many years that it is 
And what I'm imbued with this is just work, I would say, in the energy world as well. Because if I'm doing technologically, very technologically, very precisely what's written in the old Vedic books, and there are results of these, well, let's call it actions, right? It's called Agnihotra, which is the special fire at sunrise and sunset. And I've noticed over several years of practice that it has a very therapeutic power, and I believe in it because it also changes. It allows people to live better, safer lives. They start to think differently because they are in a healthier environment and their air is orderly. If there is energy in order in everything that exists around us, then people can begin to live and think more correctly. I have observe this, and I want to do it again, because the fact that I have participated in these conferences is very motivating to me, despite my age. Środowisko, However, I think that for some reason I don't suffer from any diseases, probably because I can still do something good for the world. And I think I can handle these different pandemic-related problems. There's a place where I could implement this, in my home. It's 100 kilometers from where I live, and I'm not mobile, I don't drive. My kids are overseas with their families, but it doesn't matter. I implement it, because I know it's very necessary in our time. And all this Homa therapy is necessary. That's how I see it. It's very well developed in the United States and Germany, and there are Homa therapy centers there. So I think I will join those who are working systematically, resume my work, and I want to create a center that is both therapeutic and educational. I remember a time when I was creating gardens on several leased plots of land using this technology, and I had students come to me. Well, maybe there was still a custom that a first-year student had to present an internship certificate in order to be accepted as a freshman. And the students who studied with me were the ones who were interested in ecology. I'll be honest and admit that I missed those days, even though it was very diffi difficult because I didn't do it uh, just at home. Not everybody liked it because of the church, because this and that. Uh, Things have changed a little bit now. I have courageous. I understand the need for those actions. I don't know if I answered the question. Yes, you're absolutely. 
Yes, it did. But and as we basically were able to see in our discussion as well, we need to abandon the consumerist format, basically where everybody is asking, what's in it for me? And we should start thinking the way, what can I do to help other people for the, for either for the society or for the others unconditionally? Meaning not doing it because sometime I might be in the same position and need help. That's already a condition. We should do it because we want to do it. And because we are humans and we just want to help other people. Otherwise, nothing will basically change. So it's... It's basically only on us, the way we approach it and how we approach it. And we can do it only together. Okay. Taking away the boundaries, taking away everything that separates us. Marina, yes, um, what can you add to my words? <laughs> yes, when I was listening to Elzbeta, I was asking myself, why we are constantly looking for alternative way to heal our bodies and the answer is very simple because in a consumer format healthcare it's not a healthcare it's a profit care it's a profit oriented business that's why healthcare the medicine is not precisely science right now because it's just simply not profitable like who needs healthy people how can you make profit so on such a people? No, you will not be able to. That's why we are not treating the diseases that we have right now. We are not treating the problems. We are not treating the roots of the problem, which is more important. And in a consumer format, we will not be able to find a solution. That's why, that's why if we would like to change, if we would like to see the drastic shift in our uh, worldview in our society in our world we definitely need to change and we need to change completely we need to go from consumer format to a creative format and once again the biggest difference there that in a creative society human life is the highest value and if we will act accordingly this first foundation Simply everything will be changed and you will see how fast it will happen and how fast we will be able to adapt all these changes because we are people and we will be benefit from these changes. We all will benefit. And that's why it's so important right now to spread this information about this project. And to continue this discussion, I would like to ask the question, Max, what do you think? How the situation will change if everyone takes action? And why it is so important that unification of people will come from the people themselves? Uh, uh, thank you, Marina. Uh, I think well, I think that's really the only way to do it uh, for the initiative to come from the people. Because, I mean, look, the people in power now or in position of influence, I mean, they, they're not going to do it. I mean, why, why would they? Uh, but we, the people, can actually do it. And the, the situation in the world and the technology allows us to do it. So uh, at least this is my personal understanding how it could work. So when we inform a lot of people, I mean, majority of people in each country on, on the planet, and then we create a, a demand for this change, electoral demand and a social demand. And, you know, as they say, the politicians go where the wind blows. So if there is demand for that, then the politicians have no choice but to follow and uh, go in that direction. And, and really, it's how we can do it by, by grassroots support, by grassroots demand, and becoming the majority. And we are the majority. We are the 99% on the planet who want to live as humans, you know, in peace and dignity. And uh, so if we 
let everyone know, then we demand that and it will happen. So I think it is possible. I truly believe in that. And uh, we're in a unique position and time where we can do it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, politicians and all the all the leaders basically do flip the way where the wind is. I, I like this that you said, Max, because that's exactly what's happening. So uh, that's why we should create a new fresh wind. And yes, they will change to the way the wind will blow. And it's very important that each person understands that without every single one, it's the chances are less that we will succeed. So, and it's, and it's easy to do. also, you know, on the one hand, it seems like a impossible task, but on the other hand, it's just like super easy. We don't need to, you know, do any revolutions or exactly. any uprising. It's, it's just like a natural and organic process when, you know, the whole population wants it, then it just happens. And, and it happens organically in my mind and very easy. We yeah, just need to right. let everyone know. And we hear many times that people say, well, you're talking that evolution is necessary, but that will take for, forever. But what if the evolution is already at the point that we have evolved and we are ready to do that. So, as you said, it's very, it's super easy. We just have to create a demand. We as population that we require this kind of society. And I want to share something else. So I said I had two experiences of watching the conference. And so my second one, happened over the last few days when I watched the conference from the beginning, paying attention. And oh my God, I discovered a whole different side to the conference. And that was what people are actually saying. You know, the speaker is a distinguished guest, starting with the, you know, representative of the Catholic Church uh, announcing the blessing. But along with that, you know, he also said what, you know, the Pope thinks about it. And in fact, the talk about the actual work that creative society does and they you know endorse it and speaker after speaker they basically saying you know we need to unite we need to change we need to completely change the format and i was just like my mind was blown it's like listening to active participants of creative society project except they have you know there's other people from different walks of life and that was just like, I mean, brought me so much joy that it's not just like they're saying, oh, climate is a problem, let's deal with it. But they're like, no, we need to change the format, you know, enough of this consumerist madness. And speaker after speaker, and I, I was just so rejoiced by that. And I think, I think with this conference, uh, the Creative Society really reached into a new level, uh, you know, sort of threshold where it's just, I think, it's just like, you know, growing more and more in people, you know, people agreeing with that, that we need to change the consumerist format. It's, it's just not working. So that was my huge takeaway from the second watch. Yes, and this conference showed us again what we can do if we work together. Just think about 180 countries participated in a preparation of this conference, 100 languages of simultaneous interpretation, and everything done by volunteers. No one benefited from working on this conference, everything done from the free will of every single person who tirelessly worked on that conference. So why not? work together as one human family in order to build the new future for our kids and for us as well, of course. Yeah, and I think one of the, now that you mentioned it, that hits me, one of the problems also that some people have when we talk with them is that they cannot imagine the creative society. And that's why the information phase is so important 
And we need to talk about it and tell it to as many people and repeat it and repeat it because that we are so deep in the consumerist format that we don't even think that there is an other way possible. And so I would also tell to everybody that listen, how can I help? Well, first of all, you have to realize and get yourself accustomed to the fact that something like creative society is possible and we can do it. Otherwise, they will be dragged back to the consumerist format. And they should not be, that's why we should not be afraid to speak up. And every single person should be able to, not to be afraid, nobody's gonna bite his head off. Whenever you meet with somebody, just discuss it. And you don't have to force them that, hey, this is how it should be. And this, this is this. Ask them, is this how you would like your children to be raised? Or is this what you want your children to experience every day? Because it's not that, okay, it's us and then it's game over. We have children. We, they will have children. And if we don't want to stop their existence, then yes, we are in a period where we can do that. So I totally agree with uh, everything that has been said here. And we should only, we can only do it by setting an example. Alžbeta, with your experience, life experience, would you agree with that? Yes, uh, but the main thing is that comes to my mind. Uh, I'm very happy that there is such a movement that so many people and the whole world is embracing this theme, this topic that says that this consumerism must be replaced, that consumer society must be changed into a creative society. That is extremely important. I remember uh, 30 years ago, I was listening to Master Van Santa, who was teaching us and talking to us about Agni Hochstra. He first, he first told us in the 1980s, I think there was such a global team of people who had been studying um, the state of the earth that finished their work. That is, it was about all these uh, situations that were poisoning and destroying the earth and the report was presented. Well, all such activities end with a report. The report of this committee was presented to all the governments of all countries. And a few years later, when this, this Master Vasan presented it to us, he said that no government dared to make it public out of fear. And if and it was 30 years ago, we already had been discussing how we cultivate, what we do with the earth, what we do with the environment, that we need to develop an ecological philosophy uh, to introduce ecological thinking from childhood. Things might have been different. Today, also, the conference that took place also made me realize that it is not that simple because there was an example. Someone wanted to push, push something through, talk to the head of some government, talk to the head of the government. The head of the government said, okay, this is very good, please let me know. And the person presented his project, but it went through the secretariat, and so on, and the matter came to a standstill. Then there, was, there were comments that the secretary is the most important person. Something needs to be changed in this technology of running states, 
and the world as a whole, that it is all very complicated. We know it is necessary, but we have to be prepared for the fact that we also have to look for solutions through the kitchen. And if someone manages to find them, they have to share them in meetings like like today's, which are translated into different languages. These are my observations on the issue we are discussing. Our discussion is coming to the end, and maybe, dear guest, you would like to add something to um, to our today's discussion that you forget to add earlier. If not, I would like to. Uh, I have a request in order to be able to articulate my life experience and thoughts in case we meet a second time under this environmental topic. I would ask for more detailed questions. I understand that what I said today is very puzzling to listeners. There is no time right now to go into detail, which at the same time might help understand what I was talking about earlier. Yes, thank you so much for your feedback. And I can uh, maybe just uh, address our viewers, you know, uh, please share this information. In, if you haven't done so, you know, send send the link, you know, to one person a day, something like that, and watch it, share it. And also, we have uh, uh, another conference planned uh, a few months from now, and maybe you would want to participate in preparation. You know, get in touch with us. It's uh, really, really, really tremendous. Tremendously exciting uh, work that you can do, working with an international team of people and collecting this information uh, and preparing it. It's just really is a very fulfilling uh, endeavor. Please join us, watch and share. Yes, dear viewers, if you also, shoot a video, send it with the questions and also with the questions that you would like to be answered at the round tables. So, and I would like to thank everybody, also the viewers, and we are looking for your inspiring questions. What can we, what topics could be discussed in the ongoing roundtables about the conference about the climate so thank you again today for your participation and we would like to wish you all the best <laughs>